Now tuning in to Earbud Media. Audio for everyone. fine surviving okay the the day this gets released to the public will be the day before the general election in illinois and other places as well um and i can't guarantee that i will make it (laughs) to that point in time because my brain is mush and pudding oh um so that's how i feel but it's almost over except it's not because then it happens again in april but after that it will be over this episode is brought to you by the My Chemical Romance Bop, I'm Not Okay, <laughs> I Promise. Yes, someone take me to a fucking karaoke bar, I'm ready, let's go, <laughs> I just, I need to Listen, let some shit out right now. Please don't talk to me about karaoke. That's true, sorry, that was a very vulnerable moment for you this weekend. <laughs> Listen, I, I'm afraid of nothing, and I mean that. Yeah. But if I was, I'd be afraid of karaoke. I, and that's a fucked up thing because I have no problem. Like if someone gave me a microphone and was like, surprise, you have to talk to 5,000 people. I'd be like, fuck you. I got this. Oh my God. (laughs) That, that does not scare me at all. Wow. Now, if they were like, here's a microphone, you're going to go sing for two people. (laughs) I would shed my skin (laughs) and depart. Yeah. I'm completely the opposite. Absolutely. That's why we're Mm-mm. that's why we're so good together, you know? <laughs> that's true. Two pods. <laughs> Two pods and a pea, you know that's... what I mean? Um <laughs> I hate thinking of that, like getting that image in my head for that. Yeah, so no thanks is all I have to but say. But hey, you did therapy. it though. True. So and proud of you. I had well, I couldn't have alcohol in general because I take medications um, and also I don't like alcohol. But also I was very sick. And so I was just like nursing my ginger ale. Like, please, God, I am DDing tonight. Like, I need to <laughs> get out of here. Um, while everyone was just like loving this little karaoke room that we had gotten. And my boyfriend was just living his truth. And I was just like, okay. I just, honestly, the whole time I couldn't stop staring at my phone and I was debating between like which songs would I have to go up and sing because I knew they wouldn't let me get out of there without actually singing something. And so I was like, all right, I can't do Hamilton because no one else will sing Hamilton with me. Yeah. So that's out. Yeah. And hard to do solo too. (laughs) A little ambitious to do solo. (laughs) But they had it and I was like, that's my safe spot. That's like the only thing that I sing in the car. They had a lot of ABBA, and I was like, all right, I feel safe here. And then they had, um, the other one I was thinking about doing was Lifehouse. Oh, my gosh. They they had Hanging by a Moment, and I was like, I know I could do that. (laughs) This is in my repertoire. (laughs) Um, But then I ended up doing Fleetwood Mac, obviously. Yeah, yeah. It's It's a good choice. That's my home right there. Yeah. Um, That's my safe space. Exactly. So welcome to Into the Twilight. Everything that we just riffed about for the past 10 minutes is actually nothing about our show. No. Um, But also everything. But also, yeah, I mean, that's fair. (laughs) Um, Cody and I recently posted on Twitter about, like, the the real logline for our show. <laughs> not the not the one that we we tell people in an elevator, but like the one that you know if you listen to like an episode. Yeah. Um, which I love a lot. And it's just, you know, welcome to Into the Bye is what I'm saying. Yeah. You know? Making y'all realize um. why you're bi since twenty sixteen. <laughs> you're fucking it's, welcome. You're welcome. Ladies and germs. Uh <laughs> We have some announcements in our little announcement corner. Oh, the fuck here. yeah. To prepare. It's just We did a little bit of spring cleaning, yeah. I would say. Did some revamping. Think, did some. We Marie Kondo'd our podcast in our life. <laughs> yeah. And it's all for the benefit of you all. Hell yeah. So, so welcome. Would you like to start? 
sharing about some of our new Patreon perks? Sure. Let me pull up Patreon real quick. I had it open and for some reason I closed it like a fucking moron. One of your thousand tabs. <laughs> uh, let's hold on. We count. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. We're at eight. I hate that. Three of them are things for this podcast. Four of them are for this podcast. Five, actually. All of them. Almost all of them. <laughs> I think this podcast time is the time that I have the most tabs open. Because I I have three tabs open right now for our podcast. Okay. And that's, like, the most I hate. that I usually have. God, I, can't, I cannot relate to you less in this moment. Um, but new Patreon <laughs> stuff. We did some stuff to our Patreon. Patreon.com yes. slash into the twilight. If you are a num or one dollar patron or a dollar or more, however you whatever you feel. You're what part you? of our vamp fam. And our one dollar patrons are like our fucking lifeblood. We stan our one dollar patrons. They're very important and like it's it means so much. Like one dollar can still do so much for this podcast. Uh, because yeah, we're I'm kind of like say... running our own shit right now. True. So, and like one dollar is great if you can True. spare that, you know? And if yeah, you, I'm not going to say like much, but, you know. that we have favorites. Listen. I don't have favorites. No. But if never. I did have favorites, <laughs> but like the one dollar patrons would be my favorite. Yeah. And if you're a one dollar patron, you get access to the Patreon feed where we just post like a bunch of nonsense all the time. Uh, including polls and questions for you to answer and have a great time interacting with us in a more private space. Yeah, without all of the memes on Twitter. Sure. But some of the memes. It's like a refined, refined little channel of our content. (laughs) Yes, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, what's um, our $5 patrons, Allie? Yeah, so our $5 patrons is still the Alice Collins of our space. Hell yeah. And what I love about this one is for about a cup of coffee per month, what you get in this space is you still get access to our the feed mm-hmm. of the $1 patron. Um, but every week, usually on Tuesdays or Wednesdays, I'll post on there asking for questions for our podcast. And you get first dibs mm-hmm. for those. Um, Priority. So if, you, so if you want your name said on this show, that's the easiest way to do it. And you, if you want to... <laughs> Ask us a really horrible question or make us do very bad things and say some horrible <laughs> crime things, which have happened on this podcast. That's your right. You're allowed to. Yep. And we love that and appreciate it. And then every weekend, we post early episodes. So you get the early download of the podcast before it comes out on Monday mornings. Usually on Friday or Saturday. At the latest Sunday, but usually yep. a few days early. So, like, you can brag yep. to all the other people and be like, hey, I already listened to the episode. It's great. Thank you. Yep. So that you can get the first head start on making fan art for us. Ooh, You're welcome. Okay. <laughs> um, what's our $10 spot? Our $10 boys are Jasper Hales. Oh. They Do get, you just think uh, about him? Oh, my God. <laughs> and we could think of you in that exact way. <laughs> I do think about our ten dollar Patreon. For sure, Sunday. if you're ten dollars, you get everything we have listed previously, plus a free Into the Twilight pin for your first month. They were designed by Maddie Padilla. They're cute as fuck. They they're the best. They're the best. I love them. I wear them on everything. Every time I see a picture of someone wearing them, my heart sings because they're so cute. Yeah, we don't get enough pictures of them. Y'all sh- could send more of them. So that's just your invitation. Um, yep. But you also get a personalized shout-out at the end of the pod, which you are probably familiar with. We'll give you a fun little name, and we'll fucking hype you up, airhorn you up, and it'll yep. be great. And a new thing we're adding to this tier. Get ready. Hmm? We're doing bonus episodes. Finally. talking about them forever and teasing them, but they're actually happening. Yes. Once a month, we're doing just a chill relaxed, unedited, fun episode talking about things that we like. I don't know how to do that. Because <laughs> we've never done that before, and that's a new territory for us. Um, but if you are have access to the polls and you're a patron, you can pick what we talk about. 
that poll is up now. So if you want to hear us talk about something specific, this is your chance. Yep. And all of them are things that bring me great joy. So I yeah. I would love any of them. Yeah. Um, that's very good. So what we have done is we've pared down our Patreon tiers. So this last one is, we have four now. And this is our last one, is $25 a month, our Esme Collins. Um, and so you get everything that you've heard before. But in addition to your pin that you get the first month, you also get a secret gift Hell as yeah. well. And then... As well, during your first month, um, you get a personalized thank you video from the two of us, which is very <laughs> cool. Um, and then for 10 minutes every month, you get to chat with us on Skype. Who does that? What the fuck are we oh. going to talk? I have no idea yeah, what we're talking we're gonna about. Yeah, we're going to figure it out. <laughs> um, but it'll just be a nice way that, you know, you feeling stressed, you want to chill out, we got you. We'll just yeah. shoot the shit. Whatever you want to talk about, we're here. Yeah, baby. I have no expertise, so we'll probably just chat. Um, yeah. <laughs> but let's just hang out and talk about your lives and how they're doing. Uh, and so that's it. That's Those are the four we've got. And I'm excited for new developments there. Yeah. It's very very good things. Um, we do have current events this week. Boop, 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 boop. I'm, yes. Um, and the first boop, one, boop, 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 boop. you made a very good tweet about. So, I would love for you to start. (laughs) (laughs) So, Halsey's relevant to our podcast in possibly the first time ever. (laughs) I think so, yeah. (laughs) Her debut to the end of the toilet space. Um, Because, well, she tweeted about basically Twilight and if she were to be in, like, a Twilight remake of it being gay as fuck. Yep. And the internet exploded, rightfully so. Because they were like, yes, I need this. Um, yes. But then she's like, no, it was a joke. But it's too late. Sorry. Yep. Halsey. It's, <laughs> you've, you've said it. You've put, you put, you manifested it into the space. And now we have to make it happen. I'm sorry. Yeah. What I loved about this. Um, so it was on Monday when she originally tweeted. She was like, quote, I miss when vampires were cool. Can we make vampires cool again? End quote. Um, and... So one of her followers was like, yeah, Twilight 4 featuring Halsey and Kristen Stewart now, that I would watch. Um, And so Halsey just fucking responded being like, Twilight, but make it gay. What have we been saying this whole time? It's like, yes. Put it with cross-stitch that, put it on a banner, put it on a billboard. That's our whole shit. Seriously. That's all I'm saying. I'm just saying, so the photo that they have on this Out Magazine article, can you not imagine her as a vampire? With that fucking yes. smolder? She's got some big vampire energy. Le- okay. Sure. <laughs> some BBE for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Certified BBE, baby. That's, now, that's bad. That has bad mouthfeel. I hate saying that. <laughs> now, how much BBE do you have? <laughs> Will you guys let us know? Will someone choose? Someone make a survey for us. Let us know how much. I want to make a quiz. And oh my see god! How much someone BB made a someone made an article about big witch energy and talking about Maggie Rogers and Florence Welch like hanging out, and I'm like, that's my whole fucking mood. Oh my that's god! Like, yeah. I have to tell you about something so important, um, okay. listeners. If you are grossed out by animal dissection. In the context of school. Skip ahead like two minutes. Okay. Can I skip? <laughs> no. <laughs> so Chris was talking to me about he was in high school. And I don't know about your high schools, but like at our high schools here in Oregon, we had to do like animal dissection. I did too. Yep. Okay. So apparently he was an advanced bio. Um, which previously in that class, for a different reason, Chris had like passed out. Um <laughs> I don't, it's fine. Um, so him and this teacher had like weird energy. Anyways, they get in ready for this animal dissection. And apparently the teacher's preference to help like mask the smell was to fucking burn incense. What the fuck? Is that not big witch energy? Are you guys okay over there? (laughs) What the fuck is What? All I'm saying what? is I think his teacher, his teacher was a witch. I'm just, I, 
imagine you just walk into your bio class and your teacher is just like fucking smoking cloves and there's just like patchouli. Just a bunch of tapestries on the wall. It's like, what is happening? This is not lab safety. (laughs) Welcome to Advanced Bio. Today we're going to learn about Punnett squares and then afterwards... I'm going to read you your tarot cards. <laughs> like, what <laughs> the fuck? Anyways, I just thought that that was buck wild. He told me that over dinner today, like it was the most normal thing. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> In my bio class, that was, it, it, we were had a sterile environment. Like, it's supposed to be. <laughs> Anyways. That's uh, bananas. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to think about it for the rest of my life. I'm pretty sure. What I also want to think about for the rest of my life is Dakota Johnson talking about her periods yes what i love about this is that apparently in this interview she's talking about how they ruin her life which is a mood this article comes from hellogiggles.com and i uh, so dakota johnson's talking about how this is like amazing she's like man listen periods buck wild my boobs swole it's traumatic I don't understand it. It's all over the place. And that part, I can't relate. But the part with her saying that it's ruining her life, I can't relate to. Yeah. (laughs) Girl, maybe get a period tracking app. For real. Helpful. For real. Yeah, with her saying, like, it's unbelievable. I can't get a grip on it. I'm like, do you know... We live in the future. <laughs> like, yeah, it's here. There's so many of them. I have two on my phone that I use all the time. Yeah, I, I would if I had one, I would endorse it. Um, but your girl's on a lot of hormones, so I don't have periods anymore. Yeah, um, I mean, live your bliss. <laughs> but they're still also the worst thing in the world. Yeah, just in general, like conceptually. Yeah, and also, just. Uh, I don't want to think about them anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah. Fuck periods. I get it. Though. Huge mood. It's it's a it's a real mood. This last one. So here's my question for all of you listening. When was the last time that you thought about Leah Clearwater? Oh, too long. And if it's not yesterday, then it's disrespect. That's disrespectful. Oh my gosh. Um, because I feel like I think about her like at least every other day. Um. <laughs> Really? <laughs> well, I also like, like Google all of our not like Google, but I like search all of our like Twilight characters' names on Twitter to like find sure. hot memes that are popping up. Right. Um, listen, I like yeah, we to gotta be get in some the Leah Clearwater memes because that <laughs> is probably not a resource that is very profitable. Chris and Rachel were just talking about recently the Facebook for the Twilight Saga that's on on there it's like an in-depth like secret facebook or whatever and it's like i want to get in on that but also i don't want to touch facebook um with a 10-foot pole yeah now what i have gotten into is i just now in 2019 have gotten a reddit account mainly because of the fact that i have learned just recently that there is an r slash curly hair which I needed in middle school, but now right. I'll make penance. Um, and there's one for the Twilight Saga. And, um, folks, I'm going to be bringing some hot takes next week is all I'm going to say. Oh, um, my gosh. Anyways, so Julia Jones, a.k.a. the actor who played Lee Clearwater, is in the movie Cold Pursuit, which I only know because of Liam Neeson. Um, but the thing about this is... Someone's finally giving her the intention. She looks great. She hasn't aged at all. Um, and and she's like 38. Okay, that's fine. What I love about this is she's doing this interview, promoting Cold Pursuit, talking about how much Twilight was like valuable for her, um, and that it felt like high school. And basically, I miss Julia Jones, and I support everything she does. That's yeah, what I have to say. Yeah. I miss Twilight, and I want to watch it really bad. We have a couple listener questions here. Um, The first one is a comment. I would love for you to read this. Oh, boy. This long one? All right. It's, have you read it yet? Because it's a while. No, but I'm going to go on this journey with all of you at once. Uh, It's from Cassandra Bolin, who says, not a question, but a comment. 
I started listening to this podcast a few months ago and finally got all caught up with the very first You episode this week. The reason I started listening was because the day Anna Kendrick tweeted she forgot she was in Twilight was the day I had her wisdom tooth removed and <laughs> my drugged up brain, I was like, Twilight exists. I gotta watch it right now. Me. And from there I watched all the movies and I remembered Coffee with Rachel talking about your podcast and decided to listen to it too. So thanks for being the Twilight hookup I didn't know I needed. Love the show and can't wait to see what you guys think of you. Whew! What a journey! <laughs> I hope your wisdom teeth are good. I hope all that figured itself out. (laughs) Yeah. First of all, Cassandra, if you're still taking your salt rinse, stop what you're doing and do it right now. Um, But second of all, yeah, I love this idea because I, when I got my wisdom teeth removed, I was not like high. Um, And so I love this idea that in someone's anesthetic um, space, they were like, you know what I need right now is some vampires. <laughs> so I love that a lot. We got a question as well from our fantastic Patreon, Stronger Than the Marines, Taylor Browntown Lautner, um, who asks, if Joe was Edward, does that make Benji Jacob? Or is he like a Mike Newton? I mean, I think he's clearly a Mike Newton, at least in my brain. No, I completely agree. Calling him a Jacob implies that He's nice at all. Right. And he's just not that. And, like, Mike Newton would absolutely start an artisanal water company. You know what I mean? Like, oh, my God. Like, like, Mike yeah. Newton in, in New York City, in a different upbringing, loves Coke and loves his, like, artisanal water business that is fully funded by his dad, probably. Like, yeah. And... Eats gluten free pizza not because he needs to, but because he wants to. Um, right. And who, by choice, eats gluten free pizza because it's hell. Um, and I eat it yeah. because I can't eat gluten. Yeah, I. He is most definitely like a textbook Mike Newton. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Yeah. And so, I mean, fuck Mike Newton. There you go. Um, but also, like, fuck Benji. And I'm going to get into that, like, later. But, yeah, like, we fuck Benji. Yeah, we get to And then we got a question today on Twitter. And I, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and I know they're talking about you because I confirmed it by asking this person. Um, but it just made it seem like it was about the podcast for a second, which I love. So the question is, um, what is the point of this show? <laughs> Yeah, it does at first seem like a direct attack on us personally. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and kind of our whole thing. Um, and to respond to that, that's a great question. It To me, it just feels like a guy needed to talk at a woman. That's perfect. Like, that's exactly what it is. It's some dude that was like, hey, I need to monologue real quick about a girl that I I loved but never actually told her so I just followed her around for months. (laughs) (laughs) Here's a million dollars, thank you, Lifetime, and Netflix. Here's millions of dollars to make this. Thank you so much. Like, in our average day-to-day world, it would be like dude sees girl on subway. Dude then makes a month's worth of voice memos. Yeah, just, like, right. talking about girl, but basically yeah. just using her as a writing prompt to it's, think about it's his exactly. life. exactly. It's the guy in your MFA realized, that Twitter account realized into a real human being. True. Um, and just, like, being, like, Captain's Log into his fucking voice memo. <laughs> <laughs> like, day 32, I saw her get a latte, and... The heart that they drew on the latte was like my own. <laughs> and the warmth of it, the steam yes. coming off, reminded me of how much love I didn't receive as a child. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so let me talk about that for a couple And then minutes. I thought about my dad. And, <laughs> <laughs> and how my dad is a bookstore owner and not my dad. <laughs> Joe, stop talking at people that don't know you exist. You could talk, you could say these things to a therapist or another human being. Oh my god, yeah. You can Can think about that, maybe? You can pay someone to listen to you. Right. (sighs) Joe. (laughs) Baby. (laughs) Why? Why? Is all I have to say. Before we get 
into this week's episode of the show, you. We yeah. we have to pause for a second. Boop, we boop, have boop. to take boop. a sip of water. We have to stretch. Um, yeah. And during that time, we also have to appreciate someone in particular with a special ad spot. Yeah, we got to pay our bills. <laughs> yeah. Um, everyone but stop our, what our you're doing. Um, all right, fuck you, first of all. <laughs> Are these going to be called love bills now? <laughs> hey, everybody. Mario set out a new DLC. They're not, they made one change, though. They're not called bullet bills anymore. They're just called love bills. <laughs> that's all, that's the only joke I've got. Yeah, very cool Nintendo humor that we're bringing to the space. Right Listen, now. I'm a gamer girl, oh so <laughs> um, okay. Fucking get your Twitch hoodie out. <laughs> Listen, I'm famous somewhere, okay? <laughs> I don't know where, but I am. Okay, so we have an ad spot here to read out. I don't know where to start. Do you want to read this? Do you want me to read it? I can read it. Please whatever. do. Please do. This one. Is for NATO. Bam, 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 bam. So it's this whole, it's a little, nice little mwah, poem. We're going to do a little poetry <laughs> situation. Poetry corner. <laughs> yeah. Time for NATO. Happy belated birthday. I'm so proud of you, and I'm so honored to have called you my best friend these last five years. I hope 24 for you is filled with McFlurries, cat cuddles, especially from Pumpkin, and a ton of great job opportunities post-grad school. Thank you for introducing me to so many good podcasts, including, but not limited to, Into the Twilight. I love you so much, and please remember to always wear your titty on your sleeve. Love, table. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't read the whole thing before I started, and that, that line crept up on me real quick. <laughs> okay, please wear your titty on your sleeve is my new motto for this year. I don't care that it's almost three months into this year. Fuck all I, of you. <laughs> I, I don't... Wait. Wait. Does that mean I have to be vulnerable? Oh my god. Is that what that means? No, hold on. I'll think about I, it. Let's not psychoanalyze this perfect message. Okay, um, what I love about this. One, there's a cat somewhere named Pumpkin. Yeah, huge fan of that. Two, I love the idea that this space is going to hopefully become a space where friends shout each other out for yeah. loving trashy stuff together. Yeah. And that makes my heart grow just a little bit bigger. Oh, my God. Because it's already what? so big. But it, it can't possibly get bigger. Um, but that... And also, we got to thank Nato for bringing Taylor Brown Brown down into this space. Yeah. Nato, thanks for doing the good work. Her. Thank you for bringing Braver Than the Marines. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for doing bringing so our unpaid intern into yeah, this thanks space. thanks for enlisting her. <laughs> NATO into the twilight. NATO, thank you for having such an appropriately military name. Um yeah, because I damn. think you are the Marines, actually. Yeah. Yep. Um damn. Wow. I love that. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, everyone <laughs> involved in this message. Okay. So this shitty episode. Yes. Titled The Last Nice Guy I Met in New York. Hey, you ever want to meet a nice guy? <laughs> <laughs> Allie, don't you know that nice guys finish last? Duh. Duh. Uh, That's feminism 101. Duh. The, the fucked up thing about what you just said is my acid reflux, like, kicked in just in time for you to say that, so a little bit of bile <laughs> did just creep up my throat, and I feel like that Dude. was my body's response to yeah. hearing nice guy said that way. This episode was written by Sarah Gamble who last week I went on and on about. And if you don't remember, just keep in mind a lens of, like, white feminism, basically. Right, for sure. Like, Sarah Gamble is exactly what I think about when I think of, like, faux progressive white feminism yeah. in TV. If you could describe this episode in one sentence what would it be oh no joe accidentally kidnaps someone and doesn't know how to kidnap a person <laughs> discuss here's here are the effects of that yes 
Um, That one is very close to what I was thinking of, which is, Mm -hmm. I think this is another episode about edging. Um, Sure. Because Joe is like, he's gotten, he's like almost there, but he doesn't know how to finish. Yeah, that's, yes, this, yes. Like, it's, it's like he got really tired reading, uh, the, like, how to do a murder wiki how, but he clicked off, like, right before the part where it's like, (laughs) do it. (laughs) Like, hey. (laughs) I got all the steps. Everything's perfect. It's beautiful. Oh, he's still conscious, and he's just trapped in this glass cage. What do I do from here? He has all of his, like, murder mise en place. Um, <laughs> but he can't, like, assemble. No. He no, wouldn't be good on chopped. Uh-uh. Um, so, a couple of things. I, okay, here's my question for you then. What is the most fucked up thing that happened in this episode? Because there's oh. so, there's so many. How do you fucking count? <laughs> I don't, um, I learned it from a vampire on Sesame Street, so. <laughs> Who could also get it? So why? Stop <laughs> I've questioned your taste before, but now I really have to. <laughs> Think about the Take charisma. Me. No, I. <laughs> he has more charisma than Joe, let's be that- honest. That is, this This is not a metric in which you're examining. <laughs> Get it, miss. <laughs> no. All um, I'm saying. <laughs> I think probably the worst thing was the, the teacher thing. In my mind, that was the, the ickiest thing. Professor Pervy. Per- yeah, Professor Pervy, as, as he's known <laughs> in the it's lore. His professional name on his <laughs> yes, business card. God, give name. <laughs> <laughs> on, his, on the fucking website. Yeah, um, that shit was rough. Uh, yeah. Because we're obviously feel, uh, feeding into this narrative that he wants to fuck uh, Beck, and that's something that Joe is like, oh, he, like, oh, this dude is, like, is so handsy and wants to fuck you or whatever. And this girl's just trying to, like, get her coin and make sure she can still live in the place she can live in. Exactly. Um, and, and do her schooling. And not fuck her teacher or fuck, <laughs> fuck the adult in the situation here. Yeah. Um, and then I love like, that she's not the adult. <laughs> <laughs> she's not. She's not the, the adult. Right, no, the, the, the more adult. <laughs> Like, yeah. comparative adult, I guess. She's a supposed not. adult, but clearly not. True. Um, that shit was gross. And was he is like, sorry, uh, you know, you're not gonna fuck me, so you can't be a TA anymore, and it's half of the <sighs> semester, so no one else will hire you? Eat a dick. And <laughs> she's like, uh, what? <laughs> sorry. This sucks, and you suck. It was awful. Um, yeah, what it was really bad. One of my least favorite things about that scene was when he holds up his ring and he's like, you can practice on me. I'm safe. As if someone who is married or in a committed relationship has never cheated before. <laughs> right. As you, duh. Come on. Um, it was, yeah, that was gross. Especially because I, it did not feel... It did not feel subversive enough in regards no. to the current climate. That's just, like, literally what happens. <laughs> so, um, the only thing they try to do to be like, oh, but don't you understand? It's woke. Is the fact that her power move of trying to get out of this and get her job back or whatever is to basically blackmail him and come out with a tweet with all these other women that have also had allegations against this dude. Right. Which, like, sure, a fair and reasonable and relatable and relevant point, right? But it's just so, like, regressive, and it feels very, like, hokey. Mm-hmm. And it feels that her just being like, well, I could fit all of this shit in a tweet, so I could ruin your life in this one tweet, and it, like, doesn't really seem like there's care for the actual people involved and just her trying to get her job back, you know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah, it definitely did not feel like I'm doing this for the purpose of justice in this space. It just felt like I need a job, which, listen, I get, but also, that's not, that did not seem like what the writers wanted 
it to come and off it also as. if she if if it was a, a truly moralistic thing in addition to getting her job she could have just came forward herself too which again is a very vulnerable position to be in for sure uh, but if you're planning on doing that already bringing all these other people into it makes it like i don't know it shifts the dynamic of it a lot more mm-hmm. whereas if you come out first and have this whole thing and then you find all these other people that are also corroborating the story and having their own stories you know it's a different sh- power shift than just being like fuck you here's like seven women plus myself and we're gonna ruin your life bitch yes this was supposed to be set in like a couple years ago i think yeah um and all I could think about was, like, how did she find these people? Like, is he that much of a trash bag that, like, he stays within his department? Or did she just go on, like, did, was Yik Yaks? Is Yik Yaks still a thing? Uh, I hope not. <laughs> Me either. Um, but she just goes on, like, the fucking college Facebook forum and is like, yo, what do you know about this person? Um, yeah. Anyways, yeah, that was fucked up. Um, other fucked up things about this episode um is that benji just killed somebody and is yeah past. so like super casual um but we find out in some of the multiple um glass box scenes that joe has with benji which he's supposed to be like working during this time i guess mm-hmm. it's hard to tell because it's in like there's no plate. There's no way to see what time it is. But for most of these, it seems like it's either like during work or after work or something. But we find out that he's doing. Look, Joe is doing a lot of like bullshit things with him because at first, like Benji doesn't remember who he is, and then he remembers. And so one of the things I think Joe does is the um, quizzing him on every like book that he's read. And so he's, like, he shows, like, on the road. He's, like, did you read this? And Benji's, like, duh. And he's, like, okay, we'll name three of these other authors' albums. And he's, like, I, uh, (laughs) you have me in a box. (laughs) Where does Cormac McCarthy live, you fucking poser? (laughs) Um, So it just, it felt awful. Um, He also gives him coke for his phone. Um... Because one of the other through lines of this episode is that, like, Joe did this to make Beck pay attention to him, but then Beck is only paying attention to Benji being gone. Right, because she's concerned about this dude that she knows is missing. (laughs) Yeah. And he's like, huh, I thought I settled this. I don't understand (laughs) why you're still obsessed with Benji when I'm right here, Beck. This person just straight up ghosted <laughs> and you're concerned about him. I don't understand why. Why would you want to know where he is when I'm here? Why do you have basic empathy? I don't understand. What um, is that? <laughs> who is she? <laughs> what? Who? Oops. And then we also find out, so he, like, does these escalating scenes. But then Mm -hmm. the last one, um, where Benji's, like, final straw, um, like, the food isn't doing it, the coke isn't doing it, we still don't know if Benji's peed in these past couple days or not, is giving over the tape, right? So, like, the USB or whatever, um, Mm -hmm. to find out that about this party where he was drunk so were his friends and they just straight up killed a man (laughs) at their kickback just super casual party (laughs) super casual kickback murder fellas you ever been to a party (laughs) just kill someone just guys being dudes you know what i mean right oh my god right and the thing about it she was it's the I almost said the film. Um, the video was, like, filmed from Benji's perspective, showing that, to Joe's um, mind anyways, that he was the most, um, like, okay with the scenario. Because, um, like, he could have stopped it. Whatever. Mm-hmm. So that was an important piece to know about. Other things that happened in this. So Paco's still here. There's still a lot happening with, like, his mom and, and the fighting next door. And so Joe kind of pseudo-taking him under his wing. 
one of the scenes that happened with him in this episode that I found interesting is that, like, first off, he's reading, like, this knockoff Twilight book. <laughs> yeah! I have it in my notes. I'm like, is Paco reading Twilight? <laughs> and they just couldn't get the rights for Twilight? Because he's like, um, he, he's like, what are you reading, Paco? He's like, yeah, I'm reading this book that all the, like, girls in my class told me to read. It's about werewolves, but it's more about love than it's about werewolves. Like, werewolves. I'm like, this is Twilight. This is Twilight. He's reading Twilight is what's happening here. Um, I hope Paco, I I wish there was another cut where Paco's like, fuck your old books, old man. I love Twilight. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck your books, old man. I want to play my (laughs) Nintendo Switch. No, fuck your stupid books. I love Twilight and werewolf love. I feel like Joe would be the kind of person in his bookstore to be like, no, we don't have Wi-Fi, actually. Um, and actually, you can't have your electronics in this space. Oh this God. is this needs to be a... You need to be unplugged in here, actually. Oh, oh my God. the uh, I, I'm skipping around totally. But in the beginning where they're, like, planning their date in the bookstore, they're just macking on each other. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think this, is that their first kiss? Okay, yeah, so. Let's talk, yeah. <laughs> so, this, their first kiss happens after Professor Pervy. Yes. When she does yes. the blackmail and she brings him the donut. Yeah, and she's ha- she has a bad day. And she's like, I just gotta go to my boy. <laughs> and just give him a fucking glazed donut. Um, yeah. And a smooch in the middle of the bookstore where people are still shopping. Yes. Now, I will give them credit because Joe did one of the things that I love when um, when people do in shows or, like, movies or books or whatever, mm-hmm. which is, like, when the person who <clears throat> initiates the kiss, like, kisses and then pulls away, uh-huh, and then the yeah. kisser is like, uh-uh, I'm not done yet. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. okay, um, bye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty good. It was good. I was like, Penn, first of all, like, you don't need to do anything more here like and you're not you're not doing anything more than just like being a pretty boy but yeah you showed me just a just an amuse bouche um of of sexy there and I was like I that's disrespectful to me personally yeah no that was a good move um yeah we're kind of skipping all over the place which is fine um another thing that I wanted to mention about Joe and Paco um yeah because Joe does a lot of, like, book references throughout his, that's, like, his thing. Um, and... <laughs> in case you forgot, Joe loves to read. <laughs> and in case you didn't know... Joe's only personality is books and stalking. <laughs> true. He gives Paco a book. And it seemed like he gives Paco a new book each week that's, like, thematically relevant. And this week's, um, was him giving him a copy of Frankenstein, where... And I can't believe he says this. He's like, quote, it's about a monster that's not really a monster. And it's like, Sarah Gamble, I swear to God, is just like poking through your computer and it's like, hey, hi, hi, I'm Sarah Gamble. I know you're watching Netflix right now. Just wanted to make sure that you got, did you get, you got what I was doing there? Do you understand that like, I'm, do you understand what's going on? Okay. All right. I'm going to, sorry to bother you. I'll just go ahead back. Sorry, just checking in real quick. <laughs> um, it was just like, I, I got it. I got what you're yeah, trying no. to do here. I understand. Thank you. So, other things to talk about. Oh, their first date. Because this happens before the, at least the first part. Um, yeah, so this happens after. Before, God, they're the divorce party. So the first part um, is them in the park. I'm sure you noticed, I wonder if you took notes on this, because um, I'm sure you noticed it too, the way that, um, like, this quote-unquote date is <laughs> just, like, it's just him asking a, a question, an open-ended question to Beck. She responds yeah. um, with things that, like, Joe already knows because he's looked into her a lot. But yeah. instead of listening to her in the moment, he just is still monologuing in his head. Joe. Get, stop. And they even show it with the camera where they, like, blur out and try to make it all, like, well-lit and gorgeous right. and pretty. 
But he's just not he's listening. It's just the two of us, baby. Us against the world. Except I could I didn't hear a damn word you just said. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking about what you're probably going to say because I know everything about you. Eat shit. It was just so weird. Um, and then they have part two after the date um, with her professor. One of the things I noticed about this is they're, they're like flirting where they're looking at all the couples and being like, what date are they on? How old are mm-hmm. they? Whatever. And then Joe, because he has no chill, looks at a couple and is like, that's us in 30 years. <laughs> um, and I should have expected Beck to be like, all right, so uh, gotta go. <laughs> cool. So this is a first date. Just want to like set the record straight here. I just met you yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Let's not do that. But she's all for it. Like a fucking goddamn it, Beck. Yeah, she's like, oh, I love that. <laughs> do you? Um, you don't have to lie to him, Beck. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and this is before they kiss the first time because there's that moment where they like almost kiss, but then she takes a takes a sip of his drink and is like, "Oh, I like yours better." Oh my god, there's another moment of that later too. So, um, as part of another date, she invites him to a party at Peach Peach's house, Um, and it's a fancy brown hoity-toity party. And immediately, the second that he comes in, he's like, this is not my crowd. (laughs) I do not like being here. (laughs) Which, like, mood. Um, But it's just, like, he's noticing Beck be kind of a different person with her friends or with, like, you know, compartmentalizing herself to different people and, you know, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, And then they have this little heart-to-heart outside where he's like, why did you bring me here like this doesn't really seem like a romantic thing i'm just kind of like this person you're showboating off or whatever um and then they have a moment where they almost kiss and then beck just like puts his head on his shoulder and says i'm glad we're friends and then (laughs) joe is like motherfucker are you kidding me there's like a legit record scratch (laughs) yeah right it's so good like are sorry <laughs> what his brain because obviously his brain cannot comprehend the concept of friends he's like i what you're my soulmate life partner this what <laughs> yeah he has no understanding right? of empathy at all but no. totally imagines her as his person in general i want to talk about this party yeah yeah, yeah. one peace allinger having a party as an anniversary of her parents' divorce is the biggest mood I've ever felt. I've never felt so seen. Yeah. Like, that should be a regular thing. Why is that not? Is I'm what into I have that to say. Full stop. Um, yeah. Kids should definitely be able to have parties celebrating their parents' divorce. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I love that. Second, what I love right away is that when as soon as they get in, right, and and Peach like takes um and like whisks back away and Joe is like standing there being like, Well, all right, don't know anybody. <laughs> Just gonna head yeah. up to Peach's library and uh oh I'm gonna steal this book. Uh um <laughs> Get some good books. <laughs> I'm just gonna go shopping. Um the other thing I love about this is that Peach will not call Joe Joe. <laughs> she will only call him Joseph. <laughs> He's like, it's, no, it's Joe. You can just say Joe. He's like, so <laughs> And I just, we don't understand where you are. You can't just be Joe. Uh, I love that so much. He's just, he hates it. Um, and she hates him. <laughs> and it's just. I hope she called Benji Benjamin. <laughs> I, it's gotta be, right? It's gotta be. Yeah. Um. Fucking Joe. Oh, Jesus Christ. The last thing I want to talk about here is that at the party, Joe actually knows someone. And it's, Mm -hmm. well, at least someone knows Joe. And it's this woman who apparently knew his ex, Candace. And he goes on this thing um, being like, oh, yeah, I can't believe it didn't work out with Candace. Apparently, uh, she just really wanted to be with that dude in Italy. Here's the thing. During this whole episode... 
he keeps being like, Beck, I can't wait until we're comfortable. Someday I'll tell you about Candace and mm. how it all went down. Like, he fucking killed her. Right? That's, I think that is where they're going with this. Because the way that they're talking about it, especially in that, um, that interaction, too, is that he's like, oh, man, such a bummer that she was like, you know, wanted to be with that dude and went to Italy, right? Um, which, again, way too much information for a casual conversation you're having with someone you do not know. Yep. Um, <laughs> about your ex-relationship, which seems, A, like a huge defense and, and an alibi. And also, when she responds, she's like, yeah, but it's weird, huh, that, like, she just went off the face of the earth and nobody's heard from her since? Yep. Weird, huh? And he's like... <laughs> Cool, got a blast. <laughs> and, then, and then Beck's like, oh, my Uber's outside, gotta go. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, I, but also, if so, then why is he so bad at murdering? You know what I mean? I don't know. What's the truth? What? I Speaking don't... of murdering. <laughs> um. Yeah, okay, so the end There's of this... There's a bad thing that happens at the end of this... Yeah, so the end of this episode, um, because, yeah. so the one other interaction I forgot to talk about was the fucking soda interaction. Oh, um, God, it's perfect. <laughs> he just hands all the solo cups and is like, which one is yours? <laughs> That's the only way I can let you out. He's like, I, if you solve this riddle, I will let you out. Um, and so he it's hands so these, extra. That's not how you do this. Um, he, like, hands these three solo cups and is like, which one's your soda? And Benji's like, fuck you. None of these are my sodas. They all taste like shit. And Joe's like, um, <laughs> they're all <laughs> yours, asshole. Um, but during all this, when Benji was asking for food from Joe, he was like, cool, cool, cool. Um, well, one, I want to go out and get my own food. But if you're going to have to do this, um, Coke first, then um, <laughs> anything without peanuts. Yeah. Okay, so at the end... Major no-no. No peanuts. Yeah, he's like, I'm allergic to peanuts. And Joe's like... I will die. Mm, okay. I'm just gonna save that one right here. Wait, um and so the, the filing cabinet. So at the fucking end of this episode, he's like, mm, if you solve this riddle, you'll get out. Um, and that's what he does is like, um, to unlock his phone. Mm-hmm. And... It's like the password from another girl, and through all this, she's like, Becky doesn't love you, rah. Um, yeah. And he fucking kills Benji because he's allergic to. Pe- there was like peanuts. Yeah, he like gives him a latte. That he's like, all right, listen, I know we got on the wrong foot earlier. <laughs> There's a little bit of a beef between us. You're trapped in a cage that I've put you in. Um, Let's just you're be dudes. also in love with the woman that I am in love with. Let's just figure it out. Uh, so he gives us his fancy latte, and he's like, oh, it's everything you want, man. It's great. And he's like, hell yeah. F- fucking love a latte. Fuck yeah. And he fucking downs that shit, and then he loses his goddamn mind because Joe put, like, peanut oil in it or something. Mm-hmm. Or peanut syrup or something. And he fucking has a reaction and dies. Yeah. And Joe's justification was like, well, Beck, he's lied about everything else. And I was like, yo. And like, you know how people lie about allergens and how they're all fake, right? Fuck you. I was, I was so pissed. It's so stupid. And the way that they show his anaphylactic shock is terrifying. Yeah. Um, because he just dies in the mo, like, in a very cruel way. It's gruesome. Um, the guy who plays Benji is a very good actor, because goddamn. Um, yeah. yeah, so that's just how it ends, is him being like, what, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I guess I have a body now. <laughs> yeah. What? Uh, and so I guess that's just, like, where episode three is going to take off is, like, um, well, one, he didn't know how to kill, but now that he has, does he know how to dispose of a body? Absolutely not. I hope the next episode is him just, like, <laughs> with fun, like, cartoon music being, like, lugging around a body across New York City trying to get rid of it. I hope it's just, like, the way that most people do with, like, their mail. He's like, eh, I'll deal with that later. <laughs> right. That's not a today job. That's later. I can That's just, later me's problem. Yeah, I can just push that off to tomorrow. I'll just hit snooze on that. Um, I honestly don't know, but we'll find out next week. That's for sure. Ooh. Um, we have a new member of our $10 Patreon family. Pew, 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 pew. 
And you go this week. You go first. Sure. Shout out to Marie Mooney. Bam, bam, bam. Boop, 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 boop. Uh, Named after Mr. Mooney of the bookshop. Not Mad-Eye Mooney. No. But also, I mean, whatever. Maybe, <gasps> holy shit, maybe they're the same. Oh my god. <laughs> um, okay, shout out to Sophia Salinger. Ow! Um, I love this alliteration that we've got going on here. It's really good. Shout out to Taylor Browntown Lautner. Stronger than Braver the Marines. than the Marines. Braver and stronger. She could fight every one of them. <laughs> no question. <laughs> um, I hope one day Taylor puts that on, like, a resume. Like, endorsed. Yeah. <laughs> Braver yeah. than the Marines. We're, that's our testimonial for you to use on your website. Yep. Shout out to Katie Weber. Thank you Be-be-be-be-be-be. so much. Be-be-be-be. Shout out to Simon motherfucking Steele. Holy shit. Let's go. Oh my god. Hell yeah. $25 <laughs> sponsor. It's a, it was a supportive fight. <laughs> Am I right, ladies? Am I right? Do you ever just want to fight right? someone out of love? Yeah, um, all the time. <laughs> honestly, so do I. Yeah. Um, so, I have a fan fiction for you this week. Thank you so much. Um, what if one day I was just like, <laughs> nope. I'm gonna read you my own poetry. Um, I would love that. No, fucking. Here's my fucking Twilight poetry. Um, here's my Twilight haiku. No, this week is I is from Taylor Browntown Lawner, um, our unpaid intern. Support the troops. Uh, (laughs) I am a proud supporter of Taylor Browntown's Marine Place. I got a fucking bumper sticker of Taylor Brown. <laughs> um, oh, that's great. So this one is titled Before He Was Fifty Shades, and it was written by Jacqueline Gray 17. Um, this was published on January 30th of 2013, which fuck, that's six years ago. Holy shit. Um yeah, that's bananas. And this has almost a hundred and fifty thousand words in it. Jesus. I'm going to read all 150,000 <laughs> words for you. Um, this is an audiobook now. Yep. The synopsis goes a little bit something like this. When Anna goes to Seattle Prep with her best friend Kate, she meets a man who is domineering, juvenile, yet deeply troubled, Christian Gray. Before he was Fifty Shades, that we all know and love, he needed an escape from his past. Originally, he finds Elena. But after meeting his true life love, will his path change for the better? Um, and then in parentheses it says, for obvious reasons, Anastasia Steele and Christian Gray are the same ages. Enjoy. This is from Chapter 2, The Coppered Hair Hottie at the Club. At the Club. I open up my handbag and fumble taking out my ID. I hand it to him, my hand shaking so much it's a wonder he can read it. He looks at both me and Kate with those scorching, dubious eyes. This is it. The big question. It all comes down to his one answer. Kate and I wait in silence. He does one quick bob of his head. We're in. Your name is Avery. Your name is Avery. Your name is Avery. I chant over and over in my head. I'm going to get a drink, Kate shouts over the beat of the music. The room is filled with people chatting, thrashing their bodies together on the dance floor, and drunken men. The smell of alcohol is everywhere. Why did I let Kate bring me here? I nod to Kate who points at the near spot we're in now and mouths to the, wor- mouths to the words 1 a.m., and dances her way through the crowd. I sit down at the nearest stool. I finally flag down the bartender. How much is a Coke? I basically scream at him through music. That would be $4.99, miss. Holy crap, five bucks for a Coke? I smile and reach for my purse. A hand cups my shoulder, willing me to stop what I'm doing. I look up at a tall, lean man with tousled copper hair. He can't be as old as I am. His face is perfect. Straight nose, broad jaw, full lips, and... Whoa, smoldering gray eyes. He's smirking, no doubt at my expression. Put it on my tab, Clark, (laughs) he smoothly (laughs) says to the bartender, but he doesn't take his eyes off mine. He's wearing black jeans and a white shirt. Now his expression is almost angry. Why? I haven't seen you here before. It's a dangerous place for a 15-year-old girl. Shit, I'm caught. What do I even say? Sorry? I just stare at him, embarrassed. I can feel my cheeks fill up with blood. I'm sure I'm as red as Kate's car. Most people here are underage. He reassures me seeing my expression. Do you have a name? He smirks a cocky grin at me. 
Avery, I say automatically. Your real name, not the one I, on your ID. What the hell's his problem? End scene. <sighs> you know that $5 Coke? Just put it on my tab. I can afford Just, that shit. You know, I'm kind of a baller. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, what are the only things on my tab, Clark? Uh, yeah, sir, it's, uh, just Shirley Temples, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is. Yep. <laughs> this crush- <A> hundred Shirley Temples. <laughs> uh, comes out to, uh, about six bucks, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I think I can manage that. Thank you so much, bartender. Have a good night. <laughs> it's just all in, like, fucking quarters. <laughs> Tiny like change a coin purse that you're just fishing out of, <laughs> throwing it. I love it. Oh my god. Well, um, as we say in Seattle, get bit and get wet. Ooh. This is an Earbud Media production. You can find us on Twitter at Earbud Media and listen to the rest of our shows. You can find this show on Twitter at Into the Twilight, as well as IntoTheTwilight.show. You can send us an email at IntoTheTwilightShow at gmail.com. You can also become a sponsor of the show or buy some merch at IntoTheTwilight.BigCartel.com. Our art is done by Maddie Padilla, who you can find at YourGhostHost44 on Instagram. And our music is done by Eli Krauss, you can find at EliSourKrauss and KraussFilms.com. The intro and outro is by KB Smith, you can find at kb underscore underscore smith on twitter you can find ally on twitter at into wild places and you can find me at dyke discourse you've been listening to earbud media production earbud media audio for everyone